In today's show, I'm going to be reacting to the Locked On Podcast Network's ultimate NBA mock draft, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. If you are watching the YouTube video of this show, I've already done a separate video reacting to the Jonas Valanciunas, Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe trade. If you're here on the audio version of the podcast, I'm going to slot that audio in right now. So let's talk about that trade right now. Memphis and New Orleans making a deal. We have Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, pick number 10, pick number 40, and a top 10, top 10 protected 2022 first round pick, which is the Lakers. That all goes to Memphis. In exchange... For those guys. Jonas Vassal Inuasas. Along with pick 17 and pick 51 going to New Orleans. So, a couple of things here. Valanciunas was Memphis's best player last season. So that's an obvious issue for them there. They pretty clearly, from the intel that we're hearing, have someone in mind at pick number 10. It appears to be Josh Giddy, which I like. I think Giddy's a better player than pick number 10. So that's all well and good. Eric Bledsoe moves in as the backup point guard, much better suited to his role. Uh, Steven Adams, I think, will fit a lot nicer in this team. Now, whether Adams is a starting center or not, I have no idea. Jaron Jackson played a lot of the five in the playoffs and played pretty well. They also have the cashier, Xavier Tillman. They have Brandon Clark. I'm not exactly sure how, how well that's going to work out, and I think there still might be some things go on in that Memphis front court that uh, we're not at yet. Like, we don't know yet. So, hard for me to say, well, there's a massive boost to Stephen Adams, or it's, it is a better situation for Adams, and in terms of just overall fit with the, the team and where he's playing. But if they do decide to go with more Jaron at center, or they play more Xavier Tillman, then it hurts Adams' minutes there. But if they go with a Jackson-Adams front court consistently, that probably does help Adams out. I don't think that'll be the case. I think that Adams comes in and plays not a not a massive, not like a thirty-minute role, maybe like a twenty-three-minute role would be my guess, and that's going to put him out of value. Bledsoe, of course, had no value this year anyway, and as Jar Morant's backup, he'll only get a boost in value if Jar Morant goes down. Of course, that hurts the value of backup guards like Tyus Jones and DeAnthony Melton, um, but still a lot to go, uh, a lot to happen there. And then pick 10, pick 40, that top 10 pick. So basically, Memphis traded up. They got an extra first-round pick, which won't be great. It'll be in the 20s, that Lakers pick most likely. They got an early second, which there is some value there, and they've cleaned up on their those yeah, 30 to 40 picks with Tillman uh, and Bain last year. They've done really well generally in that sort of later area of the draft. So that, I think they trust their scouting there. But they're taking on an extra bunch of salary and Adams and Bled, so two distressed assets. Giving up on Valanciunas is a curious one. Um, we've talked a lot about Jaron Jackson in the past. 
saying that, yeah, I think his best position is center. I think he's going to be a really good fantasy player. Um, and Valanchunas is not going to be on this team forever, and eventually he's going to go. Now, of course, they traded Valanchunas for a center, which is not an ideal scenario, but Valanchunas was never going to be the player yeah, in a couple of years' time that, um, that sat with this team as their number one guy. Like he was not going to be that near center when they become this really good team. So I understand that, you know, getting Adams and Adams is not a guy that you have to necessarily invest huge amounts of playing time in by any means, but it is, um, he is someone that yeah, just, just gums things up a little bit. As for Valanchunas in New Orleans, I love it for him. I think it's a great fit next to Zion. It obviously hurts any hope of Jackson Hayes stepping up. But Valanchunas should be really, really strong this year. Probably does lose some usage with Zion around and Ingram around, but still is going to be really good. Now, what happens with the guards is really interesting. I think there was zero chance Bledsoe was going to be a starter this year anyway. But we still don't know. You know the top three guards on this team really last year were Hart, Ball, and Bledsoe. And they could all be gone. Bledsoe's gone. Hart and Ball are both restricted free agents. There is a ton of cap space now opened up by the Pelicans, whether that's to match a Lonzo Ball deal or it's to bring in Kyle Lowry, which is something that seems to be gaining steam. There is also plenty of talk that one of the issues that David Griffin had with Stan Van Gundy was that he wouldn't play, well, he should have started Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kyra Lewis. They should have been the starting backcourt. Now, obviously, moving on from Bledsoe and maybe moving on from Ball clears the path for those things to happen. Now, you know that I'm being big on Kyra Lewis especially, but also Alexander Walker, and there is a real chance for those guys to step into bigger roles. There is no point guard coming back in this deal, but again, we still have to wait to see what happens next week with Lowry and Ball to make a real guess on that. But I think overall, it does put you know, the, the, the chances of Alexander Walker and Lewis being impactful this year have gone up. They're still not at a guaranteed level because again, Ball and Lowry could be there. But they have gone up for Lewis and Alexander Walker to have an impact in their value uh, for this uh, upcoming season. But there's still a lot of water to go under the bridge here with the Pelicans and with the Grizzlies for that matter. Um, so let's recap the trade once more. Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, picks 10 and 40, along with the 2022 top 10 protected first round pick from the Lakers goes to Memphis, while the Pelicans get Jonas Valanciunas, pick 17 and pick number 51. So just a quick little... There you go. You've heard the audio of the trade. But if you are watching on YouTube, go and check that video out, which I recorded earlier today. Now, normally, the Locked On Podcast Network does a NBA mock draft for all of the... Well, for the NBA draft. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you about that in a second because I've got to tell you that we do have a live NBA draft show. NBA draft goat, Chad Ford. Locked on NBA draft host, Rafael Bala, who you've heard on this show. And locked on NBA host, John Corrales, will be live this year in studio covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get the local expert analysis on each pick. Follow locked on NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. You might even see me pop in and uh, do a bit of a do a bit of a chat. In that, uh, in that live draft show as well. So every year, the Locked On Podcast Network does a mock draft where we go to each host and they make their picks. Normally, I'm a part of that, you know, assessing those picks and having feedback on them. But when they recorded that, I was away. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to put the video up of these guys uh, making those picks and I'm going to do a reaction video or reaction podcast to those guys making those, uh, making those selections. So... Hey, let's let's do it. I know I have deliberately not listened to their mock draft. I didn't read the threads in the group chat or the emails of which picks. I literally don't know which uh, which player each host picked. So let's go and have a look and see 
exactly how this uh, how this all goes down. First time I'm doing a reaction video as well. Kuka Hill here with the Locked On Pistons podcast and with the number one pick in the Locked On Network's ultimate mock draft, the Detroit Pistons select Kay Cunningham from Oklahoma State. This pick really should be that simple. It's going to take the... Yeah, it is that simple. Kuh, good selection. Cade Cunningham goes at number one. I literally have nothing else to add to that pick for uh, for the Detroit Pistons. That there's the talk that they're still discussing who to select. Maybe they want Jalen Green. Maybe Evan Mobley's there. That's cool. You just take Cade Cunningham, and that's the, the that's the selection you make. I don't think there's really, um, I don't think there should be really any debate about who that pick is um, at number one. That can replace that. Unless you're giving us Zion Williamson and Luka Doncic, there's nothing that can replace something like that. The Pistons haven't had the first overall pick in 50 years and have never moved up with their own draft pick in the lottery until this year. Don't mess it up. Don't try to get too cute. Just take Cade, keep it simple, and set your franchise on the good path that it's already on. Jackson Gatlin here from the Locked On Rockets podcast. And with the number two overall pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Houston Rockets select guard Jalen Green of the G League Ignite. Jalen Green is such an exciting prospect in this year's NBA draft. I got no problem with that. Um, I, you know, I'm going to have another mock draft coming tomorrow. And a spoiler, I won't be picking Jalen Green at number two. But there's no problem with taking Jalen at number two. I think that the top three guys are pretty settled. There's one player at Cade at number one. Then the next two guys in a tier together, Mobley and Green. I have no problem with that selection. So uh, yeah, Jalen Green going at number two there to the Rockets. I think that's a pretty strong move from Jackson and Locked On Rockets. He's bouncy. He's a freak athlete. He can get to the rim with ease. He's got incredible uh, ability, gravity to you know kind of hang in the air and you know, absorb contact, finish at the rim. He really is the total offensive package. There may be some questions about his defense, but you can't question his drive and his no, desire there's, there's definitely to questions be about one his of defense. the best. Every time you hear this kid talk, he talks about wanting to improve, wanting to be one of the best, wanting to put in all the work that he needs to do. Came into the G League, knew that defense was an area he wanted to work on. It wouldn't surprise me to see him turn into a two-way player one day. The offensive package is already there, but based on all the interviews, based on everything we've heard from him, he has the drive and that killer mentality to be successful at the next level. Hey everyone, Evan Damerl here, co-host of Locked On Cavs, the only Cleveland Cavaliers podcast where both hosts are verified. But with the third pick in the 2021 Locked On NBA mock draft, on behalf of the Cleveland Cavaliers, my co-host Chris Manning and myself select Southern California big man Evan Mobley. Other than getting the first overall pick and taking Cade Cunningham, landing third for Cleveland was their most ideal situation. Yep. Again, Mobley at three. Absolutely no problem with that. If he doesn't go at two, he should go at three. Maybe it complicates what they do with Jared Allen, but Mobley is a better prospect than Allen is, and that you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm not taking him because Allen's around or we want to bring him back. Maybe they could play together. I don't love that uh, fit overall because, you know, Mobley's not a shooter and Allen's not a shooter at this point. Maybe Mobley gets there, but he's not. But anyway, you don't make your plans based on Jarrett Allen uh, and uh, and what you're going to do at that selection. So I think that's a pretty good pick there, Evan, in the nice uh, subtle shade thrown at other other Cavs podcasts. I know that he uh, he and Chris have uh, some nice uh, fake beef going with uh, with other Cavs podcasts, I think with Justin Rowan's podcast over there. But anyway, that's fine. Let's go back and listen to what Evan has to say more here about uh, Evan Mobley. Huh, maybe that's why. As well, 
But this is a great pick for the Cavaliers, like I said, and this will be a franchise-altering talent for them, and hopefully puts them in the right direction of making the playoffs once again, but for the first time without LeBron James as Tan Gilbert as the owner. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors, and with the fourth pick in the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, the Toronto Raptors are taking Jalen Suggs, the guard out of Gonzaga, who really checks a ton of boxes here for the Raptors, who are extremely... Absolutely. Again, just sort of following along with script here. Um, I've had Suggs in my top four every mock draft so far. I've still got two more mock drafts that I'm going to do, and you'll see exactly where that fits as we move forward. But uh, yeah, again, absolutely no problem with Suggs being a selection there at number four. I think it's a, it's a really strong pick for the Raptors. They would love to get their hands on an Evan Mobley if he was able to slip, but yeah, that's just uh, it's not, not happening in this mock draft, and it's probably just not going to happen in the real mock draft either. But now I, I do have to tell you about Rock Auto because that is the place that you should go to get parts for your car. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why would you uh, endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning when wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. All right, back to Sean. Unrestricted free agents and the Raptors need to maximize this window. Now those guys have championship experience. They have the DNA to be a good team. Their defense should kind of respond and bounce back and they'll be playing at home next season, of course, to kind of rectify things and ensure that they're in the playoff conversation once again. And Suggs figures to be a guy who can come in and if not be the number one ball handler from day one, be a really good secondary creator, a guy who can really break down a half-court defense as well, which has been a problem for the Raptors. Let's hope that the... I want to get some spicing is happening in this mock draft. I need something to react to. Come on, guys. Let's uh, let's fire it up. Maybe could be molded by the Raptors' vaunted development staff into superstars one day. It's just going to take time with those guys. Time the Raptors don't really have. And Jalen Suggs has star potential right now. Now, so that's the pick, Jalen Suggs, number four to the Raptors in the Ultimate Mock Draft. Philip Rossman-Reich from the Locked On Magic Podcast here with the fifth pick in the Ultimate Mock Draft. The Orlando Magic select Jonathan Kuminga from the G League Ignite. Look, for the longest time, this was considered... Hate this pick. Um, and it's not that I hate Jonathan Kaminga going at number five because I think it's fine. I just mean I hate the number five overall pick in general because I, I do my top four and usually and get to pick five and go, I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know who to pick. Is Kaminga the right option? He very well could be. I don't hate Philip's pick of Kaminga there, but could it be Kaminga? Could it be Barnes? Could it be Moody? Could it be Giddy? Could it be Shingoon? Could it be bloody anyone? Like there's, I reckon, 10 blokes, 12 blokes who could easily fit at number five. I hate the selection for the Magic. It's just such a frustrating pick. Um, Kaminga's fine. I don't have him there personally at the moment, but... I could easily see why he he would be the pick there. Uh, the upside is there. The shooting is a massive concern. You heard me and Ben talking about Kaminga on yesterday's Player Debate podcast, so you can go back and listen to that that one if you want some more opinions on Kaminga. Um, so I don't hate Philip making the pick of Kaminga. I hate Orlando being in that position because it's just a shit spot to be in. As much as oh, hang on. Locked on Thunder podcast with the sixth selection in the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. The Oklahoma City Thunder select Scotty Barnes, basketball player, Florida State. The Oklahoma City Thunder are enamored with Scotty. Bar- Again, 
I, I don't know what to think of Barnes. I don't have him as high as most other people. I just don't think he's ever going to be able to shoot. I don't think he's ever going to be able to be a reliable offensive player in that regard. His passing's pretty good. He's a really good defender. He could also just be an absolute role player who is, is that what we're doing? Just taking bench role players at pick number six, pick number five. Some people take him at pick number four, pick number three, which is absolutely ludicrous to me. Um, I, I just don't, I don't know. There are other guys I would rather there. Let's go to pick seven. Where's Goldberg? Seven pick in the ultimate mock draft. The Golden State Warriors select Davion Mitchell, the guard. Where's? Where's? Come on, my guy. That's a... Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, uh, no. No way I am taking Mitchell in the top 10, top 14, top 15. Probably, I don't think he's ever going to end up in the top 20 when I get to my mock draft tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, apologies uh, apologies to you, Wes, but yeah, no, thank you. There are players on the board that I would rather. Moses Moody, Josh Giddy, Yeah, not Davion Mitchell. Sorry, Wes. Impactful defensive player. He can mirror other guys' movements. His anticipation, his instincts on that end are terrific. He's even though he's small in stature at six feet tall, six foot four wingspan, he's really strong and doesn't let guys just go through him. So he's going to be able to walk in, pick up opposing point guards at an elite level. That's a really novel skill set in today's NBA. On the offensive end, he shot 45% from three as a junior at Baylor. Uh, people believe that that three-point stroke is real. I don't, he's a good ball handler. He can play make out of pick and roll situations. I do not believe he's he a, a good, good shooter. Ball mover. Sorry, Wes. The flow of the offense. Uh, you don't need him to run your offense. That could be Draymond Green. That could be Steph Curry. But when he's coming off the bench as part of that second unit offense, he can also help stabilize things when Steph isn't in the game. This is a guy who can contribute on both ends right away. It's exactly what the Warriors need, and they're very happy nah. with this pick at number seven. Nah, nah, nah. Philip Rossman Reich back here from the Locked go, On Magic podcast with the eighth pick in the ultimate mock draft. The Orlando Magic select Moses Moody. Oh, yeah. Big Tom Moody. That's the one. Yeah, look, that's a good pick. I would have taken that at the Warriors. I would have been happy with the Magic taking that at five. I would have been happy with the Thunder with that at six. Um, I like Moody. Maybe the ceiling's not that high. I think it is. I think it's solid. I think he'd become a very good uh, two slash three. Not a, not a creator for others, but a good shooter. A guy I think can score and finish. A guy that can be a pretty strong defender. I really like his fundamentals. I like his size. I think he just brings really good value to an NBA team at this point. And I think it's a really solid pick at number eight. Uh, Philip, uh, not, not mucking around and just uh, going with the strong selection there. Said maybe, just maybe, he can be a little bit more. He's often been compared to Chris Middleton. And frankly, I don't think that's a bad thing. Although I don't think he's quite there yet. Moses Moody to me is the best of both worlds. A player who can potentially grow into becoming a star if he can continue to get better with his ball handling and a player who's already should be established as a solid shooter and solid defender at the NBA level. So the Magic will take Moses Moody. Jake Madison here from the Locked On Pelicans podcast in the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. And with the ninth pick in the ultimate mock draft 2021, the Pelicans take Corey Kispert wing out of Gonzaga. I went into this mock draft wanting... All right. So the Pelicans here are picking at nine. They did have pick 10. And in this mock draft, they, they've they obviously traded up. Now, I believe they traded up uh, and got and they got Buddy Heald in that deal. Now, I'm not going to focus on that because obviously the Pelicans have made a trade and got rid of pick 10 anyway. I'm, I'm focusing on the fact that they're selecting Corey Kispert here, which Jake, no. Like there are much better options. Kispert's fine. Okay, but are you, are you taking Kyle Corver at pick number nine in a draft? I, I don't think so. Um I know Kispert can fill needs, but Pelic the Pelicans aren't a team that should be filling needs, I don't think. Um, I am lower on Kispert than others. 
I could be wrong. Again, there's such a malaise of players around this. Malaise is not the right word. Melange, that's the right word, of players around this area. I just, I don't see it with... Um, I don't see it with uh, with Kispert being that high to me. He could very well go that high. That's not what I would do if I was a GM. As good size at six foot seven. Sometimes you just need to draft a guy who's going to be a solid NBA player, even if they're a little bit unspectacular. And with Zion and Bi already on the roster, that's the situation the Pelicans find themselves in. So coming away with Kispert and Buddy Heald, adding a ton of shooting all in one fell swoop, I feel really good about the Pelicans roster next season. This is Matt George, host of the Locked On Kings podcast, here to make the 10th overall selection in our Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft. The Kings at 10, what happened to 9? Well, I executed a trade with the New Orleans Pelicans, a trade that on the surface I know some people aren't going to like and a lot aren't going to understand, but I'm telling you it is the right move for the Sacramento Kings. The trade was sending Buddy Heald and number 9 to New Orleans for Eric Bledsoe and number 10. Let me explain the player swap yeah, first and foremost. Eric Bledsoe, is he a better, better player than Buddy Heald? Probably not, although he does some things that the Kings need, especially on the defensive end. But really, this is about money. Eric Bledsoe is owed $4 million less than Buddy Heald next season, which immediately opens up cap space that the Kings could desperately use this offseason. On top of that, Bledsoe's only owed $3.9 million guaranteed next year. So in the end, this trade will save the Kings over $30 million in cap space by saying bye-bye to Buddy Heald, that bad contract, and his inconsistent play. Also, was not a problem flipping number nine for number 10 moving back one spot because our guy was still there with Moses Moody off the board at eight I was pretty confident in what selection the Pelicans were going to make at nine our guy was there at 10 that is Michigan's Franz Wagner that I'm happy to announce as our draft pick Oh yeah, Franz Wagner. Now let's talk about that trade. I actually don't. Obviously, that's not real because you know that trade's been made. Getting off Heald's contract and his bitchiness and whininess in the locker room is totally fine. Wagner is a better player than Kispert, so in the end, people will hate this trade from the Kings, this fake trade that Matt did. But getting a better player in Wagner, getting off the money of Buddy Heald and the locker room toxicity that he sometimes brings, not the Bledsoe is going to be any better, but they just piss him off again. Um, I actually think it's, uh, I think it's actually pretty solid from uh, from Matt. Hornets podcast, and with the 11th overall pick in the Locked On NBA mock draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Zaire Williams, small forward out of. Excuse me. Zaire Williams. I, I had him really high in one of my early mock drafts, and I looked into it. Yeah, there's upside there in him, but there are players that are still available here that uh, I think we should be looking at, and Zaire Williams is not one of them. Um, yeah, Walker, I uh, I don't like that pick, but again, there are plenty of other ways that, that teams can go in this area. I uh, yeah, Zaire Williams, uh, no thank you. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all of that action at Bet Online. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs over there. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ig, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code Locked On. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go back here to listen to what uh, Walker has to say. 
He's athletic. He also has a 6'10 wingspan. I think will help him on the defensive end. He's got a savvy pick and roll game. I think he's smart enough to hit the roll man consistently while also having the ability to take you off of the dribble. You look at the shooting mechanics and I actually think they're quite good with a few minor tweaks needing to be made. You see the inefficient numbers in his lone season at Stanford and that's where the problems come in. He reached about 30% from three. He shot under 40% overall from the field, but I think a couple of outside factors contributed to those poor numbers. You see that Stanford had COVID-19 issues that kept them on the eastern side of the country for a long portion at the beginning of the season. He also suffered a couple of deaths in the family that limited the amount of games that he played his freshman year with the Cardinal. I think shot selection also was a contributing factor to the poor numbers that he shot from the field and from three, and he needs to put on some weight and some muscle. There's no doubt about that. The NBA does an excellent job of adding strength to the prospects once they enter the association, though, and for those reasons, that's why I would select Zaire Williams and all the upside that comes with it, number 11 overall out of Stanford. Tell us what you think. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Like it, We're Walker. also on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, and my co-host is on Twitter at Not of the Scribe. Thanks for joining us and hope to catch you on an episode soon. Jeff Garcia here from the Locked On Spurs podcast and with the number 12 pick in the ultimate mock draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Kai Jones Center out of Texas. My name is Jeff. Jeff. What are we doing, my guy? Kai Jones? I don't know. Can he actually even play basketball? Okay, I think he's all right. There's some athletic upside there. I don't, I, I don't know. I just, again, I think there are so many better players still on the board here. Why is my man Alperen Shengun? What are we doing? Why is he falling so far? Kai Jones over Shengun to me is insanity, Jeff. Um, love you, but Jesus Christ. Um, no, thank you. Um, that's what we're doing here. We're uh, shitting on people. But yeah, Kai, I don't know. Who knows how half this stuff's going to happen in the actual draft or how these players are going to turn out. But there is no chance that I'll be picking Kai Jones at number 12. Patience on the block. And he's a very explosive when it comes to scoring the ball. His verticality is great. Uh, he's an excellent straight line driver, which is pretty good. Again, you know, filling the need for San Antonio. He's a mobile defender. And I think that's what the Spurs lack in the big men they have currently. None of them are mobile defenders. Think about this. After Yaka Pirtle, it goes to Drew Eubanks and an unproven Lucas Amanich. That is the Spurs big man depth. And this is where Kai Jones fits in. He's great off the ball. He rotates and he recovers quickly to alter shots. I think he would be a great fit in San Antonio. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Tony East here from the Locked On Pacers podcast and with the 13th pick in the ultimate Locked On NBA mock draft, the Indiana Pacers select Sharif Cooper, six-foot guard out of the University of Auburn. Cooper was... What's my theme music? Oh, yeah, Sharif Cooper. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in on this, Tony. Uh, I think it's just having a guy that can handle that much usage and be that good of a creator... Um, and I think there is room for him to become a good shooter. He's a good, really good free throw shooter. And he gets to the line an absolute shit ton. Um, having someone who can be your backup point guard. Malcolm Brogdon is not particularly young. And he's not particularly healthy. And Cooper can just sit there for a few years, develop. Oh, I really like this pick um, from Tony going with Sharif Cooper there at number number 13. Really, really good stuff. And I get to play some of my new sound drops, which is awesome. And made it to the conference finals. And so we think Sharif Cooper can bring that to the Pacers, an invaluable skill that they need more of, every team needs more of. So Sharif Cooper, the Indiana Pacers, with a 13th overall pick. Sean Coleman here with the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. After a trade that sent Kyle Anderson and the 2022 first round pick from the Utah Jazz 
to the Golden State Warriors. The Memphis Grizzlies are now on the clock with pick 14 in the 2021 NBA, Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. And with that selection, the Memphis Grizzlies select James Booknight, a 6'3 shooting guard out of the University of Connecticut. Now, now I don't know about that trade. A first rounder and you know, to get up into Fort and Kyle Anderson to get up to pick 14, I don't like it. And to take Booknight, I doubly don't like it. There are people who think Booknight's going to go in the top 10. I'm just not in on him at all. Again, I could be very wrong. I think he's just going to be like, what, a worse Jordan Clarkson? I think that some of the shooting numbers from him at Connecticut will be better in the NBA. But we said that about guys like, say, Carson Edwards. Oh, he's a really good shooter. He just had to carry too much of the load. He had to carry too much of the load. So the shooting numbers will come up. And he's absolutely disgustingly bad in the NBA. He's never been a good shooter in the NBA. So maybe they're just not good shooters. I think Book Knight's better than that. I think he's got some size. I just worry that he's very one-dimensional. And maybe that one dimension isn't particularly good. I don't hate it at 14. But trading up to get Book Knight? Nah, you've got to convince me a lot more than that, uh, Shauna. To be able to add another intriguing piece to our future core. What's going on, Washington Wizards fan? This is Ed Oliver from the Locked On Wizards podcast. And with the, and I'm doing a mock draft, making the pick for the Washington Wizards here. And with the 15th pick of the NBA draft, the Washington Wizards select Chris Duarte out of Oregon. He is six foot 690. Ed, first of all, welcome to the Locked On Podcast Network as the new host of Locked On Wizards. Secondly, Chris Duarte, the dude's older than me. Now, I know he's a good shooter. He is a good player. But no, 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 no. no. I, I don't think that taking him at 15 is the right choice. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's not It's not a disaster of a pick, obviously. It's totally fine. And Duarte can be an impactful player. But he's like 24 already. Like that is, that is super, super old. He came through the junior college ranks as well. I think he, I think he played in Puerto Rico for a bit as well. Um, played some really good numbers last year. The shot shoots the ball really, really well. But yeah, nah, so I'm just, I just am not interested when there are other guys on the board of taking 24 year olds. There are blokes you can pick who are six years younger, um, and guys who are not one dimensional. Duarte is a pretty good defender. He's a good shooter. I think he can pass a bit. There's, there's a little bit of value there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure, mate. Bradley Bill, this is a guy who was 24 years old. 24 years old, who was on the older side. But Older. the Wizards need immediate help. They don't have time to wait on a developmental 19-year-old project pick at, the, at pick 15 in the middle of the draft. This guy, Chris Duarte, will come in and, and add immediate help shooting the ball mm. and defending on the other end and scrap mm. for the Washington Wizards. So this will be a solid, mm. excellent pick out of Oregon. All right, you guys. Hail to Wizards. Peace. Hey everyone, Alex Wolf here from the Locked On Knicks podcast and with the 16th, yes, 16th pick in the ultimate NBA mock draft, the New York Knicks select Josh Giddy, guard from the Adelaide 36ers of the end. I don't even know what the trade was. Hang on, let's listen to it. Feel really good about this pick. Made a trade up from 19 to 16 to go snag Giddy. We felt really strongly about him versus some of the guys that would potentially be left on the board at 19 when the Knicks were going to pick. No offense to Kevin Knox, we threw him in as the sweetener to get this deal done to move up three spots. <laughs> no offense. We're not shedding tears over it. Um, this is insane. Why is Josh Giddy going at 16? I forgot that he was still available. Alex, trading away Kevin Knox to get to pick 16. Uh, Rylan, what are you doing with the Thunder, my guy? Josh Giddy, just take Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, the Thunder should take you at six. And he's available at 16. 
um, yeah, maybe I'm just way higher on him. Um, again, people would say, oh, man, you just, you just love him because he's Australian. You just love him because he's Australian. Yeah, no, nah, that's not exactly how it works. Um, as you heard Ben talk about on yesterday's podcast about, uh, about Giddy, this is, um, is insanely late to me. The Chris Duarte, Corey Kispert, that these blokes, Kai Jones, would be picked ahead of Josh Giddy. I could be very wrong on this, but... At that point, there is absolutely zero chance in the world that I would let that happen if I was GMing for any of these teams, which, of course, I never will be. Sure, for a six foot eight point guard that can really do a lot of things for a team that's been looking for that sort of next level point guard for pretty much forever now. So we felt really good about trading up to 16. Josh Giddy, you are now a New York Nick. So we're excited to have you, buddy. Uh, good eye, mate. Oh, no. Until the next. My guy, no. What are you doing? Hello. This is Sean Coleman from the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast. It's good to see you once again. The Memphis Grizzlies were just on the clock at 14 after acquiring the 14th pick from the Golden State Warriors, where we selected James Booknight from UConn. Now, with the 17th pick in the 2021 Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Memphis Grizzlies select Keon Johnson, a shooting guard at the University of Tennessee. Now, it... Uh, again, uh, getting a guy that's local from Tennessee, Keon Johnson, absolutely fine. You heard Ben talk about that. He'd maybe prefer Keon over Jonathan Kaminga yesterday. Um, I'm not, I'm not there at that level, but unbelievable athlete, good defensive ability. Uh, I think he, I think he slid too far as well. Really, really like this pick for Memphis after I hated the book night pick. I like getting Keon Johnson at number 17. I think there's some real value there. Um, again, maybe he doesn't turn into a, a completely impactful player, but I do think defensively um, and athleticism is there. I think there is an ability for him to, him to become a, a solid enough shooter as well. So I really like that selection from Sean. Like DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson, how Taylor Jenkins has helped to improve their shots. If Taylor Jenkins can have that same impact on Keon Johnson and help him develop a respectable shot, you've got a very, very valuable player. And between James Booknight and Keon Johnson, the Grizzlies now have to truly feel confident that they're going to have John Morant's long-term backcourt partner on the roster. Maybe Though there are Bledsoe. plenty of options in the backcourt now, maybe a bit too many on the Grizzlies roster, you also have plenty of trade assets that you can use. Of course, this was done before the be Eric Bledsoe deal. And you know, after my forward. Bledsoe video as well, which Bradley I'll talk about Styles in a second, actually. With the Locked On Thunder podcast with the 18th selection in the 2021 Ultimate Mock Draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Anthony Singoon, power forward out of Turkey. Singoon might be one of the best scorers in this draft. Okay. This is insane that uh, Alperen Shingun lasted this long. Um, at 18, it's a huge steal. It legitimately could be a top five player in this draft class. I know Ben didn't particularly love him yesterday. I think he's got really, really good value. And taking him at 18 is a sensational selection here from uh, from Ryland. Uh, really, really love that. Now, what I was saying before is that prior to my Valentunas, or I recorded my Valentunas video, put that up, and then it was announced. Oh, hang on. Miles here from the Locked On Thunder podcast, and with the 19th pick oh, this is the in Kevin the Knox Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder select Cameron Thomas, guard yep. from LSU. No worries. Just getting a guy that can fill it up, a guy that can be a scoring usage guy. I'm not sure what else he's going to bring, but that's totally fine. Now, what I was saying again with that Bledsoe one is that it looks like Bledsoe won't be staying in Memphis. We don't know where he's going to go, but it looks like he'll be moving on. As for the Cam Thomas pick, this is the, the pick that they got from trading out. They got Kevin Knox and Cam Thomas in exchange for Josh Giddy. I think that's a horrendous trade, to be honest. 
Ryland. Um, I love your pick at 18. I hate this movie. You should have just taken... If you got Giddy and Shangoon at 16 and 18, well, uh, I think uh, Glenn would have had something to say about it. Giggity! It would have been awesome, but no, you didn't. So, bad luck. So he's from Kentucky, so you know Sam Presti loves him. But ultimately... That was the move in this trade to get a flyer in uh, Kevin Knox and also still get the player we were targeting in Cam Thomas. It made the trade a no-brainer. Brad Rowland here from the Locked On Hawks podcast. And with the number 20 overall pick, the Atlanta Hawks select Jalen Johnson, a talented forward out of... Absolutely worth that flyer there. Um, who knows? Like, he's a bad shooter. His shooting percentages aren't terrible, but he just never takes them. He's a very good passer as a big man. Could be a really solid backup type piece behind John Collins. Um, there was obviously off-court concerns. I don't know if they're actually legitimate or if they're significant, but he didn't play a huge amount of games for Duke this year. So um, I think taking that flyer on him at 20 is, is absolutely reasonable, defensible, and it's a pretty good selection, I think. Brings a lot of upside to the table, and from a talent perspective, he was a lottery-type pick in this class. The Hawks can afford to take a bit of a swing with where they are right now with all kinds of depth on the roster, and Johnson also fills something of a positional need at a, as a combo forward. You can never have too many interesting guys between 6'7 and 6'10, and the Hawks have plenty of them, but Johnson adds another intriguing element, and more than anything, they get a great value at number 20 overall. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Gavin Shaw of the Locked On Knicks podcast. And with the 21st pick in the ultimate mock draft, the New York Knicks select Trey Mann out of the University of Florida. Mann averaged 16 points per game last year. Yep, totally fine. Nice 6'4", 6'5", guard out of Florida. Not sure it can be a lead point guard. Not sure if the shooting is real. I think it can be okay. But again, just getting a guy that at this point is probably going to be a backup, adding to the mix of guards. They got Giddy. They've got Quickly, obviously. Rose might be back, may not be back. But there's not much else there in terms of point guards. And Lakina, Payton, they're not long-term futures or not long-term options for this squad. So yeah, getting man and just seeing what you got. It's it's hard to debate too much here after pick 20 with, our, with these selections. But uh, if there's anything stupid that goes on, I'll let you know to get all the way to the rim despite not having the best first step in the world, the Knicks do have a number of options at the spot already. With Emmanuel quickly, with Derrick Rose potentially being resigned or a veteran upgrade in tow, Luca Vildosa signed over from Europe, and Giddy already drafted. But given the nature of the Knicks' first round loss to the Atlanta Hawks, it's obvious that they desperately need more creation, and man's high-level shooting ability and his size will pair really nicely with Emmanuel quickly and down the road allow those two to potentially be the Knicks' backcourt of the future. Man certainly has some work to do in terms of his defense and passing and continuing to get more athletic and creative around the rim, but he's an answer to a lot of the Knicks' problems, and that's why he was the obvious 21st pick in the ultimate mock draft. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of the Locked On Lakers podcast, and with the 22nd pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Lakers are going to be taking Jared Butler, a guard from Baylor, fills a few needs for Yep, now that Butler's been cleared health-wise, I would have him actually higher than this. I think it's an excellent pick um, from uh, from Andy here, new host of Locked On Lakers, along with his brother. Uh, really, really strong pick to get Butler there at number 22. The Lakers could use someone to run at point guard because obviously Dennis Schroeder's terrible. But let's see how Butler develops. I think it's a really, really solid pick to get him at 22. Chip game for Baylor. He could be ready to contribute right now, and that is ultimately something the Lakers need with this 22nd pick. He still needs to get medically cleared by a panel with what is reportedly related to a heart issue. But assuming that's the case, he will be joining the Lakers. Jackson Gatlin here from the Locked On Rockets podcast. And with the 23rd overall pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Houston Rockets select Trey Murphy III out of Virginia. 
Oh, yeah, I like Murphy. Um, I know Ben wasn't that high on him yesterday, but I like Murphy. 6'9", shooting guard, small forward, who can defend, who can shoot. There's not a huge amount of versatility in what he does, but comparing Kispert at number nine to Murphy at 23, I would much rather be taking a guy like that at 23 than uh, than pick nine, to be honest. I think that Murphy can be like maybe a top 15 guy. I'm pretty interested in what he's able to provide. So I, I like this pick here from Jackson at 23. He's going to be back on the clock at 24 for the Rockets as well, unless there was a trade that I'm unaware of. But let's see what happens in this area talented shooter and and projects to be your prototypical 3 and D NBA wing. There might be some concerns about his ability to rebound the ball or maybe some questions about his defense, but those are areas that I'm not too concerned about because shooting is a premium in the NBA landscape and Trey Murphy the third is a guy who can absolutely shoot the ball. Jackson Gatlin here from Locked On Rockets and with the 24th Overall pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Houston Rockets select power forward center JT Thor out of Auburn. JT Thor is a guy. Oh, the god of hammers, JT Thor. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Yeah, these are, I think Jackson's nailed these two picks. Really good uh, value with Murphy and then a good flyer type with Thor who I think can develop into a little bit of a shooter but some really uh, elite uh, athleticism as a 6'10 power forward. Um, good defensive stuff there. Uh, really, really young player is the God of Hammers. I think there's some real, that's a, that's a fantastic pick to me to get him at number 24. Defenders as they're driving at the apex. He has shown a great ability to block shots to kind of, you know, guard the paint. Uh, a really high energy, high impact type player. Uh, got a great body that's going to fill out at the NBA level without too much worry for him to, I guess, lose the mobility that kind of makes him unique. And he's going to be able to slot into this five out system that the Houston Rockets have. And to be able to bring a guy like that off the bench to A, help bolster your front court if you're Steven Silas and the Houston Rockets, but to also conceivably continue to play a similar style to how the Rockets play when they have Christian Wood on the floor to bring in another fluid, rangy, big with similar skill set to Christian Wood to be able to keep playing the same play style without having to shift things dramatically is a really nice commodity to have. So JT Thor for the 24th overall pick for the Houston Rockets. Charles Mockler here from the Locked On Clippers podcast and with the 25th pick in the 2021 Ultimate Mock Draft, the LA Clippers select Ayo Desunmu, guard out of the University of Illinois. First things first, Charles. Is that a Western Bulldogs scarf behind you? It looks like it. I hope it is. Um, Ayo Desomnu. I don't even have it. I don't have him in my top thirty. I don't even have him in my top forty. I don't think. Um, yeah, he's a, a guard from Illinois. Um, I yeah. I it, you're pick twenty five, so who knows? But it's not. It's not for me, Charles. Um, there's one name that's sitting on the board here that's still available. That is insane to me that he is still available. But um, we'll see if he ends up going in these next couple of picks. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, not not for me with a Desomni there at 25. Switch heavy scheme. He has a lot of great talent to learn with Patrick Beverly and perhaps Roger Ronda still being on the team. The future's bright for Ao, and he could most certainly become a crucial role player to add to the Clippers' already fantastic depth. But the 26th pick in the Locked On Network NBA mock draft, the Denver Nuggets select Jaden Springer out of Tennessee. Oh, yeah, the package. The package! Yeah, this is the pick. Why is he at 26? I think he's in my top 13 or 14. This is insanity to me that Matt Moore was able to get Jaden Springer at number 26. 
Um, already an unbelievable defender. I think he's a better defender than Davion Mitchell personally. I think there is offensive upside in him. This to me is insanity that he is that, that he would go behind Desomnu Duarte. Um, and I'm picking on the Duarte pick a lot. Uh, there is a lot of picks here that are questionable to me with Springer lasting the 26th. Um, fantastic stuff from the Nuggets to get the package at that area. And the, the, I've, you know, obviously I've got a few new drops here uh, on the show. If you, I'm sure they're they're not that hard to understand. But let me know if you get any of the references of those new drops. There's, I've got one, one other drop for another player, but I don't think that he's going to end up going uh, in this first round. But uh, let me know what you think about those drops that I've put in so far. Developing his shot, working on pull-ups and trying to expand his game. But our feeling is that with time, Springer's going to wind up being a valuable piece of the Nuggets as they continue their quest for their first championship. For more on the Nuggets, make sure to check out Locked On Nuggets. Adam Arbrick with the Locked On Nets podcast. And with the 27th pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Brooklyn Nets select Usman Garuba, power forward out of Real Madrid, Spain. What the hell is Garuba doing still on the board? Kai Jones went ahead of Garuba. Now, Garuba's offensive game is trash. I think we're all aware of that. Maybe it becomes something. But defensively, he's already unbelievably good at 18. Um, yeah, this is a... Uh, a huge, huge steal for the Nets here to get Gruber, who probably just you know, be a backup. Maybe they bring Blake Brick Griffin back. Maybe Claxton ascends. But just getting a guy like Garuber at 27, you have to take that value. Um, you can, I don't have a list of you know, available players on my board, but Springer and Garuber at 26 and 27 is, uh, is pretty crazy to me. Power that the superstars bring. It's about bringing in pieces that can supplement that talent and help lock down the opposition in the deep playoff run. The Nets even tried to trade up into the middle of the first round to make sure they secured what was regarded by many NBA scouts as the best defensive prospect in this draft. Yep, I think they that's were ecstatic fair. to see him fall to 27 and eager to get him out there on the floor this season in Brooklyn. Keith Pompey here from Blocked On 76ers podcast. With the 28th pick in the ultimate mock draft, the 76ers select Herbert Jones the University of Alabama. The Sixers are excited about Jones. Eh, I'm not that excited about Jones. He, I think he's all right. I think he's going to be a good defensive wing type player, but I'm not sure that he is a guy that I want to give a first round contract to. The offense, I just don't think is ever going to be there for Jonesy. And I think there are better options still on the board at this spot for the Sixers, but Keith went with Herb Jones. So let's see if he's got anything else to say. They need some athletic wings. They need guys who can get after it. And Jones slipped to him. He slipped to him. So they're extremely excited about him. They're going to get him in there. He's going to do the summer league stuff. But they believe that he can be one of the key guys that they can depend on. That was a weakness they had. They didn't have anybody coming off the bench defending. But they think Jones, at 6'8", for nice wingspan, extremely athletic, that he's someone that they can build around. Someone that they will not build around, but someone they can use. Thank you for the clarification. You know, be a key ingredient to the bench. So this is a good pick for them. It's a solid pick. It fulfills a need for the Sixers. Brendan Clean here with the Locked On Suns podcast and with the 29th pick in the NBA Ultimate Mock Draft, the Phoenix Suns select Nishan Highland, Bones Highland from the. Bonesy! Yeah, this is a good pick. Uh, I think Bones should be going way higher than this. Just a dynamic scoring guard. 
Um, yeah, look, the Clippers, they should, they should have been on in this one. Um, plenty of players should have been. He should have gone ahead of plenty of guys, I think, here. This is a great pick from Brendan here to get uh, Bones at pick 29 really strong. So I've, there's guys that I like in my first round who are still available here. Juice McBride, is he still, or he's still around? Um, who else have I got that is still around? Vrenz Blyenberg, Josh Primo is still around. Um, I think they're probably the main guys that I'm looking at for this last pick. Let's see what David does for the Utah Jazz at that selection. Had the green light and really made his coaches happy for giving it to him. Defense gonna be a question. Frame is going to be a question. But the good thing is the Suns don't need a player to come in and play right away. The NBA Finals, uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Cameron Payne, those guys are rotation pieces. You don't need much behind them right away. You wanna have pieces who you can trust to grow, develop behind those players. Chris Paul is a, a guy you can learn from, Devin Booker, a guy you can learn from. I think the stage is set to bring in a player like Highland who can learn the NBA game, get bigger, and add this shooting that the Suns covet so badly as he matures as a player. Adam Armbrick with the Locked On uh, Nets podcast. And what? with the 30th and final pick of the first round in the ultimate mock draft, the Brooklyn Nets move up the board, packaging 44, 49, and 59 from the second round to come up and select Isaiah Jackson, power forward out of Kentucky. All right, so I'm guessing that David said that you know Utah doesn't want to pay a first-round guaranteed contract, so they're getting out of that pick. Um, Isaiah Jackson, totally fine. Just getting another big man swing after taking Garuba there. Absolutely no worries with him as a first-round selection that Adam picks there for the Nets at number 30. So that is the end of the uh, ultimate locked-on What's the, the ultimate mock draft from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm going to put a link to that video so you can go and watch it on the Locked On NBA channel as well. We hopefully you've already listened to the podcast, which was released last week. And that does it. That's my uh, reaction. Now, tomorrow, I will have another mock draft and then another mock draft the day after. Tomorrow's one's going to be me getting wild and just like not giving a shit, really. Like, kids, cover your ears because I'm going to get aggressive. Because I'm going to say, I'm not going to give a single fuck about where players should go or where they might go or you hate this value. I'm just going to, if I don't think the guy should go there, I'm not going to put him there. I'm not even, like, most of my other mocks is like, oh, well, this is sort of what I think. And then I move this guy back and forward. And then, um, you know, we, we take a blend of what I think and what you know, GMs think and what teams are thinking and consensus and all that stuff. I'm just going to go hard on this next one. I go, this is what I think. Fuck everyone else. This is my thought process. Anyway. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up right up the middle. Flick the bell. Leave your comments on YouTube as well, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.